Welcome to REI Spotlight, episode number four. We am your host, David Schwan, and tonight's guest is John Kasman, founder of the Kasman Capital Group. How are you doing tonight, John? David, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, awesome. It is a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, I'm uh, talking real estate on the computer with you, and you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, what else? Uh, you know, what else do I need? I'm, I'm, I'm talking about my favorite subject, so. I'm I'm ready to roll. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited to talk to you today, man. It's, uh, it's been good to get to know you a little bit. And uh, I know I heard that I have the distinction of being the first guest that you've met in person before actually recording. So I'm super stoked about that. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. You 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 are the 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 first person that I have known and have physically met before uh, before <laughs> before seeing them on camera. So that was. Uh, you, you you do get that distinction. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that. You definitely get that honor. Um, so how did you uh, how did you get into into real estate? Uh, so you know it's something I've always been interested in. Um, you know, as a kid, you know, you kind of you know catch stuff here and there. You know, I was someone who grew up in apartments or, or duplexes as a rental, and I remember seeing uh, my mom kind of hustle to pay rent and pull the money together and pay this guy who showed up in his blue truck. And, uh, you know, we kind of broke our backs to pay rent. And I just thought, man, it would be really nice to be on the other side of that equation. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of a thought you have as like a, you know, a, a kid, right. As a definitely, definitely. Um, and I think as I grew older, I started learning more about wealth and how people created wealth and real estate always was the answer somewhere in the fold. And um, like many people, I finally read the book, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was in college, and the light bulb went off. It just kind of sparked. It came together. I said, oh, oh that's wow. it. That's it. Got it. Oh. So at that point, I knew I was going to invest in real estate. I just still didn't know how. So I went home, and I was trying to invest in real estate, and I was looking at, um, there's a weekly newspaper in, in Cleveland called the Sun, the Sun Press. Uh, and I was looking at the Sun Press, looking at houses for sale because I, I don't know i didn't know that you could use the internet for that i, I, I didn't know this is like this you, is like 2000 you 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 found the first thing that had a house for sale in it and started looking at it yeah I, yeah I and it. I, had, I had zero clue literally i had no clue i didn't know how to buy a house i didn't know how to finance a house i didn't know i didn't know how to evaluate i had no clue of what i was doing but i was looking in the newspaper and then finally like my stepmother said well hey well, maybe we can work together. And I didn't end up materializing quite how I expected it to. But nonetheless, at that moment, I was pretty focused on it. It just took a long time for me to actually do my first investment. Uh, I didn't buy anything until I house hacked my place in 2011. So that's when I formally started investing. Technically, I bought something in 2004. But that was uh, me just going off of what somebody else said. Uh, I think <laughs> 2011 was my first pure investment. Awesome. Awesome. What was it? Duplex. So I bought a two-unit building, uh, lived in one unit, ran out the other. And uh, from there, I bought a three-unit building and kind of took off from that standpoint. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what are, you, uh, what are you up to now? What's your day-to-day in real estate at this moment? Well, I mean, we're always looking to acquire more property. Um, our business is pretty straightforward. We do apartment syndication, which is essentially pairing money with deals. So we're always looking for deals and we're always looking to raise capital or identify people who are looking for passive returns 
Um, we do offer a preferred return on our deals, not to get too deep into that, but we're always looking for opportunities, opportunities to pair capital with deals. So we're focused in uh, Southwest Ohio, as well as Northern Kentucky. And then we have strategic partnerships in both Texas and Florida. So we just closed on a deal in Jacksonville uh, with our partners uh, last week. And now we're looking at looking for our next deal. Um, I mean, do you mind uh, diving in a little bit into that Jacksonville deal, uh, if you can? Yeah, I'll, I'll share what I what I can share. Uh, it's 138 units. We had another partner who identified this deal, someone that we've built a relationship with over time. And as we looked at the deal, um, we we always analyze deals as well. So just because someone has a deal, we don't rubber stamp it and send it out to our investors. We take a look at it. We identify the pros and cons. And then we basically go back to that operator and have a conversation. So on that deal in particular, we had a lot of conversations about the underwriting, the assumptions being made, the market, um, where we were conservative, where we we're being optimistic, and just really understanding what the opportunity was. And at the end of the day, there are a couple of things we loved. We loved the market. We felt that the, there was strong, really strong growth in the Jacksonville market that gave us a lot of comfort. We liked that there was a strong value add deal here where there was a tremendous upside in the rents. And then the third thing was there wasn't a lot of renovated competition. So there was only one other property that we could find in the close area that had a renovated product and that product was generating higher rents. And I think that it, we saw that there was pent up demand because there hadn't been any new construction in that area in 20 years. So, awesome. you know, awesome. when we're focused on class B, class C assets, you kind of want to factor in a lot of those things, but we like those three factors, which gave us comfort in going in and moving forward with the deal. What was, uh, what would you say was the, did you have any hiccups or, or anything that was kind of unusual with this one on trying to get, get it, you know, uh, across the table and you run into any, any goofy stuff or anything a little bit, a little bit off or different? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing here was just trying to line up the capital. You know, um, this was a newer operator and the challenges that you face is sometimes uh, folks have more reservation. So just getting all the capital together was probably the biggest challenge. Um, but nonetheless, when we were able to close, we didn't have any issues as far as the property, but just, you know, some investors who you thought would be in on a deal end up not being in on a deal. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we were, we were oversubscribed at one point, then we were undersubscribed and then we we're oversubscribed, you know, <laughs> oversubscribed big time. So, <laughs> so that was something where people were kind of scratching their heads and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, when, when you start to run your numbers and you think you're a little short, you go and, you know, you do what you got to do to get the deal done so uh it, 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 it's you keep running that fa that phrase first come first serve first come and, first serve and, and, yeah. and be like look uh, i'm sorry you you know uh i i had to i had to have the money for it so it's it's first come first serve and you know if it you know you can't be slow <laughs> you can't you can't be slow and you also you know it's one of those things where you can't uh, just take people at their word either right i mean yep. you're not invested in a deal until the money's wired so, you know, intentions are all fine and dandy, but we can't close the deal based on intentions. I, I, so, I, was, I was about to say the closing table has no, there, there's no seat for intentions there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, you've got to close. And that was the important thing. And again, we, we felt like it was a pretty strong deal and our partners did a great job of navigating that and kind of getting the deal done. So uh, we like that deal. We have a couple other deals working on right now that we're excited about and, uh, you know, can't talk about those, but I am excited about those deals and just continue to build the pipeline. Awesome. 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 Um, 
besides that 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 current deal, do you have a uh, 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 like your home run or the that that sweet deal, the one that, that, that you know that one that kind of gets you go, yeah, I like talking about that deal. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'll be honest. My my initial um, investing had a lot of success. Uh, we've had success recently as well, but I think starting out, you have to remember it was like 2011, 2012. So I pre- pretty much everybody had success at that point. But you know, we we stuck to our fundamentals, which we've still remain to remain true to today, which is buying great areas and buy properties that have a value add component. See if you can find a property that is undervalued for whatever the reason is and then create that value um and that's what we've done our first two properties as an example um my first one we doubled the value um in about a three-year window and have have essentially continued to increase the value in that asset the second one we just sold that asset last year um, but we we invested very little capital into that deal yet we were able to create over hundred and forty thousand dollars in value for a three unit property. Oh, wow. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for yeah. a three unit property. Right. So, um, so that was again, buying in the right area, seeing an opportunity that uh, some folks didn't see. We also got that deal off market. Um, and we just saw that, Hey, you know, I think the rents could be a hot, lot higher here than what they're currently getting. And we just painted. That's all we did. We just painted. And uh, those deals are much harder to come by where I can just go in and slap a fresh coat of light gray paint on the wall and increase rents by a hundred bucks. But, you know, if we can find those, we'll certainly take them on. Uh, as, uh, as about I say, that's the, uh, that's, that's, that, that's the building everybody's looking for. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go in. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's throw some paint on the walls and up at a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's definitely a, a, a home run scenario, but you know, if you, you don't get a whole right now, you're not getting no big fat pitches like that right now. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're harder to come by now. And now it takes creativity. You've got to be a little bit creative. You know, you have to be more of a real estate entrepreneur instead of a real estate investor. And what I mean by that is investors go in and they want a pure return, right? So you're going to buy this thing. It's going to deliver a 10% return. Those are harder to find, but if you go in and you say, Hey, here's how we're going to create a little bit of value. So if we do this, we're going to, you know, renovate the interior units. If we, you know, do something to the exterior, maybe we add this amenity, maybe we reposition this thing here, then you can start to create value for yourself. Now that your question is how much do you want to be compensated for creating that value? Where I think you have investors, you know, some folks will tell you there are no deals out there right now. Um, I, I would argue that their deals is just a matter of how much do you want to be compensated uh, for that effort, because, you know, the days of getting 25% returns for a class B asset, they're probably not here right now. So you've got to be willing to either accept a little bit less in return or figure out what else you're going to do or or sit the sidelines. I know folks are sitting on the sidelines, but, you know, that's up to you. Well, I, I, I mean, my uh, I was uh, talking yesterday, you know, it, it's when you look at the default rates, even through the crash, when you look at the default rates for multifamily, it's a fraction, a very small fraction of what, you know, happened in the, in the single family side. And, you know, I've talked to some investors that, that went through and most of the ones that, you know, most of the ones that, that I've talked to that lost it all, it was over leveraged. And, you you know, they, 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 they all just admitted that, look, I, I got too greedy and I was over leveraged. And, 
the note came due and I couldn't pay it. You know, I, I think I think that's one of the biggest keys right now in this market right now is to, you know, you 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 have to you a you have to be conservative. B you have to trust your numbers, and C you just can't you, you know you 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 can't do. I mean, you know, you don't want no no money down. Uh, you know, apartment complex that yep. you, you know you don't you you, you kind of got to be concentrated on a, that little bit longer term debt, you know, give yourself a little bit more runway. You just got to be a little bit more conservative and relaxed about it. And, you know, just, just be a little bit smarter. You, you know, it's uh it's the wild west out there, but you can't act like it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's important too. I mean, right now we're going through a transition period where, you know, you went from everything being great, multifamily definitely has a lot of interest right now. Um, and it's, it's important to be conservative in the deals that you do and prepare for any kind of swing in the economy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, definitely stress testing everything and, and, you know, stress test it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the market and you go, okay, did we, did we stress test it enough? Well, let's push it a little bit farther. How far can we go? You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's looking back at the last time it's like, well, this area last time, you know, vacancies got up to 15%, you know, it's like, it's only 85% occupancy. Does that still work? You, you know, if, if, you know, if we hit that same bottom as last time, does that, you know, does 85% vacancy, mm-hmm. you know, cover me, you know, can we still survive? You know, it's like, you know, your investors might not be happy that you're not making the return, but they're still going to be much happier than if, if they, if you lose them everything, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's just making sure that you stress test it and that you understand, you know, exactly what you have. You know, agree completely. Um, wealth preservation comes before wealth creation. So yes, yes, yes. Because if you don't have no preservation, you have no creation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, uh, what would you say is your, uh, your, your big why? I mean, what's, what's your, I, I mean, I know we all like to make money, but you know, we all, there's that real reason that we get it. You know, what, what is your, you know, why, why do you want that wealth? What, what is your, you, you know, what, what's your driver, uh, behind this business? So someone once told me that everything you do as an adult is somehow rooted in your childhood. And, you know, we're always trying to either make up for that little boy or that little girl and what you wanted or whatever the case may be. And for me, you know, I I saw my parents struggle financially growing up. You know, I mentioned to you about my, you know, the landlord and scrapping together the money to pay rent. And for me, it's one to never be in that situation for myself. Two is to create generational wealth so my kids and family don't have to understand that. But the third piece (laughs) of it, the third piece of it is to share that information. That's why we are, you know, not just focused on creating wealth and creating wealthy opportunities for ourselves, but sharing that information with our investors, with, you know, platforms like this on the podcast. You know, that's why I host the podcast. That's why I host the, the monthly meetups that we do. That's why we host the Midwest Real Estate Networking Summit coming up here in June. You know, we do these things because we want to share that knowledge so other folks know how to create wealth for themselves and how to protect it. Because otherwise, it's just selfish if I go out do deals, make a lot of money for myself, but I don't really show other people how to do it. And in particular, it's, it's a lot of, there are a lot of folks who don't understand even where to start. You know, I was that young, hungry kid at 18, 19, 20 years old, looking at a newspaper. And I just wish I would have met someone to give me better direction right there to say, hey, dumbass, you're not going to find the deal you're looking for just looking through the Sun Press. Like, here's how you actually find a deal to go invest. I mean, I probably would have been way further on my investing career, but I didn't have that person to 
you know, help mold me. And that's not on anyone. That's on me, right. For not being savvy enough to figure out where to go find the information. But, you know, because I know that now I try to spend more time and more energy helping those people who are looking for that kind of information. Yeah. So you try, try to try to find that person that doesn't know what they don't know. I mean, you know, don't, don't be that hard on yourself. You, you just didn't know what you didn't know. You know, it's like you were, <laughs> I, I, you were, you were out there, at least you had, you, you know, you were uh, miles ahead of most people because you were at least had the paper looking at it. You know, you, you were trying to find <laughs> something, you know, you might not have been in the right spot, but Hey, uh, the, right. the, the guy who has the shovel in his hand digging for buried tre- treasure is still that much further than the guy who doesn't have a map and who's sitting on his couch. You know, it, it's, uh, you, you, yeah. you know, you, your, 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 your journey just had kind of a long start to it. Yep, which, yep. you know, I, I'm, I've, I've been there. I'm, I'm, I've been in that boat myself, you know, yep. it's like, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the runway was a little long to get, to get gone, <laughs> but you know, Hey, Hey, we're, we're, we're all moving, rolling down the runway and, 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 you know, starting to soar. So, you know, as long as, uh, as long as you get on the runway, that's, that to me is the, you, you know, get on the runway <laughs> and start. That's the, that's the key right there. No, I love that. Get on the runway, start. And to your point, it doesn't really matter where you're at today. It's about where you're trying to get tomorrow, right? And, and you know, there, there are folks out there who are willing to help, who are willing to share that knowledge, who are willing to educate you. And I don't care where you're at, there's always room for improvement, right? I mean, I, I see for myself, there's so much room for improvement. And, uh, you know, just even talking to very successful investors, you know, you look at them and whether it be from business operations or whatever the case may be, there's always room to improve. So we kind of have to constantly look for, look within and find those opportunities to kind of push ourselves and be a little bit better than we were. Well, you, you, you know, when you hear somebody like Warren Buffett saying that they're, they're, they're still working on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Warren. Um, yeah. If you say you need to work on yourself. Okay. But you, you know, that, that definitely makes me go right there yet i mean you know if warren still has work to do on himself then you know i i think the rest of us need to you know put our nose back to the grindstone and keep working it because we ain't there yet right exactly exactly um so uh go ahead and um give, give me a little bit more information about this uh you said it was the the, the midwest summit yeah, the Midwest Real Estate Networking Summit, June 1st and 2nd. Uh, my partner and I are putting this event on. It's our second event. Uh, very excited about it. Uh, we have a, a bunch of great speakers lined up, including my buddy Dave Van Horn. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. Matt Faircloth is coming out. Sterling White's going to be a speaker. Uh, you know, Ivan Barrett's coming out. And uh, Tamar Mar is coming out. So we have a, a really nice lineup of speakers, about 30 to, five, 30 to 35 speakers going to be there we're expecting about 450 uh guests so people can go to midwest re uh re summit uh dot com to get tickets and you know it's just a fun event it's no pitch it's no no one's going to sell you anything it's about building a network it's about connecting with people who are doing deals um across the country but with a special influence uh a special emphasis on the midwest uh, because we do know there are a lot of people who are looking to invest in this market so anyone who's looking to do that you know it's a great opportunity to come out no one's going to try to sell you anything you just get a chance to network and it really is geared towards networking so we have like focus breakouts where if you want to learn about syndication we're going to put you in a small group to talk about syndication if you want to learn about wholesaling 
we're going to put you in a small group to talk about wholesaling. And there's going to be experienced wholesalers, ex experienced syndicators in different groups there to help push you forward. So like we talked about, it doesn't really matter where you're at today. It's about taking the right steps to elevate your business forward. Awesome. 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 That, that sounds like such a uh, awesome event and hopefully I can make it there and witness it and yeah. see, see exactly how awesome, uh, how awesome of an event thrower you are. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely be uh, looking into that and checking that out. That sounds like, uh, you know, that, that sounds like something very interesting, very, Absolutely. very good. I was going to ask you kind of how you pay, you, you, you know, what, what's your, uh, you, you, you know, how, how do you pay it forward? What, what's your uh, favorite thing? But I, I think we've kind of already covered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the, just that, uh, you know, I, I, I love, I love the philosophy. I love that, you know, pay it forward. Don't, you, you know, it, it's like, look, this is, this is, it's not competition out there. We're, we're, we're all family. We're friends. You know, it's like, look, we, you know, we all can do so much more and we can, you know, the, 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 the more wealth we create, the more good we can do in the world. You know, it's like, and you know, typically inherently most people, if they have, you know, if they have wealth, they, they try to do well with it. You know, they try mm -hmm. to do good with it, you know, try and mm -hmm. try and reach back and, 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 you know, grab, grab that next person up and, you know, pull them up with you and, 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 you know, and, and you push the person that's in front of you, you know, just because, uh, you know, we, we all have mentors and coaches and, and things that we look up to, but even if you're the student, you're still helping the teacher, you're still pushing the teacher in front of you, you know, you're still pushing, you, you know, that's to, to me, that's, that's one of the things that is, uh, awesome about this space is there's so many people, so many good people that just, you know, like, like yourself that just want to help and push people up and, and pull people forward that it's just an awesome, uh, you know, it's, it's probably one of the few veins of business where it's quite, yeah. quite, quite like this. It's definitely different than, than anything else I've been involved in. Yeah. David, do you, how do you think it compares to like single family investing? Um, because I, I agree with you wholeheartedly and I, I don't know if I'm biased, but I'm curious to get your thoughts when you think about the way people in multifamily really work hard to support each other and share information. And do you feel uh, like that's the same, um, whether it be single I, family or whether it's flipping I, or rentals? I, I think with multifamily, because you're dealing with such bigger projects, everybody understands that, look, this is a team sport. You know, you can go out and if you want to, you can flip a lot of homes all by yourself. Well, a one man, a one man crew can do a lot in a single family set setting, you know, a single family duplex, you know, one person can, can, you know, create a lot off of that all by themselves. But when you get into multifamily, it's, it's, it's gone from, you know, playing singles tennis to, to playing football where, you, you know, you're not getting anywhere without a team. Yeah, yeah. You have to have that team. And I, I think that's when you get into that multifamily space that, Everybody, you know, everybody realizes it's a team effort. You have to have everybody on board. You have to build your team. And the better you build the team, the better all of you go. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah you can yeah. still, you know, you can still play this sport. You know, honestly, yeah, if you want to be a one-man band, you can do it. But you're, you're, you're going to get burnt out and you're not going to go that far. You know, it's going to be a really, really tough sledding. You know, because, you know, it's, it's multifamily. There's you know, you, you at least break it down into three separate sections, you know, it, it, it's broke down to, you know, most people say it's, it's three different, you know, three, three disciplines into it, you know, yeah. you know, you have your operations, you have your deal finders and you have your money finders, you know, it's, it's broke into those three. And 
most people don't want to wear all three hats because all three, all three of them take a special skill set. You know, you have to have that skill set. And most of the time, like if you're good at, at, at finding deals or if you're good at talking people and raising money, I don't know that many people who raise money who want to dig deep down into the books. You know, they want to see the finished product. They'll know that they have a good deal, that they're dealing with something that's good. But most of the time, you know, a money raiser doesn't want to, you know, they don't want to be filling out a spreadsheet. And then there's some people that, oh, give me a spreadsheet all day long. I'll keep throwing numbers yeah. in there. But, yeah. you know, they're the same people that, you know, when you go to a meetup, they're over in the corner, you know, just, <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody. That ain't what I'm comfortable doing. Right. And, and you know, I'm good with all of it, you know, it's, it's, you know, we all have our strong suits. And I just think that this, you know, because it's such a team sport, you have to play to your strong suits. And there's enough, there's so much to do that you need other people to do it. And, yeah. and you just need to surround yourself with those, those other parts and pieces to make a complete team. No, I mean, I love the analogy you said, it's not singles tennis, it's football. So yeah. you need probably 10 other guys or gals lined up next to you if you plan on winning and taking something down. And, and to your point, it's, that's a great way to think about it because, you know, directly you've got the three phases of operations, but then outside of that, you've got your property manager, you've got your broker, you've got your lender, you've got, you know, your contractor, you have all of these different people and whether you are the leader and you need to kind of give orders and directions to everyone, or you play a, just a role as, you know, um, you're the person who, underwrites the deals or whatever the case may be yeah. it yeah. all works together yeah 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 yeah. you, you know you, there, there's always the you know back to football analogy it's like you know er, 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 there's always the quarterback you know everybody wants to be the quarterback but you know what quarterback doesn't have a very good day if the center's not very good yeah. <laughs> his yeah. offensive yeah. line if his offensive line they don't get their yeah. glory but you know if they're not they're an integral part of the team and if they're not there nobody shines. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just, you, you know, you, you all have to be working in that same vein and in that same direction. And it's amazing what can be accomplished when everybody focuses on, on a single goal. All right. Um, yeah, like, like I was saying, just with the, uh, you know, with the whole teamwork thing, you, you know, we just all have to, you know, we just all have to, to band together and we just, we just do so much more, you know, when we're working together versus, uh, you know, versus being apart. And, you know, that, that's, I mean, it's really a lot like life in general, you know, it's like, look, you know, a, a single man only go so far, but you know, when, when, when you start doing teamwork and you start building things and that's, you know, that's really life's in lesson or that's lessons in life, not just in uh, real estate, but in life in general, you know, you want to create things, you want to do good things. You build a team and you go so much further and you can get so much more accomplished. No, you're, you're spot on. I mean, I think the most important thing is to identify the right people to help you. And then when you're looking at investments, I mean, um, I mean, typically you're looking at three things, right? You're looking at the, the people, you're looking at the location, the market, and you're looking at the deal itself. Uh, the people, you know, there, there are things there that you've got to figure out how to vet the right partners, the right people to partner with and be on your team. The market, you know, there's a lot of things you can learn about how to find the best places to invest. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to talk to people every week and figure out how they're finding the best places to invest. So I've been able to come up with a lot of tips and tricks and 
find some shortcuts on how to do that. Uh, and then the deal itself, I mean, you have to identify what returns you want, what you're looking for from a return standpoint, and then kind of reverse engineer that with a deal. You know, for some folks, they'll say, hey, I only invest if I can get a, you know, 18% IRR. And that's completely fine if that's what your metric is. But, uh, you know, sometimes you have to look at a deal and figure out how do you develop a deal or, or make that deal work for you. Uh, it's almost like flipping a house, right? If you yeah. have a vacant house, that house is making you zero money right now. So it doesn't mean the house has no value. It just means it's bringing no income. So you're valuating that house or valuing the house based on its potential um, ability once you finish with your renovation. So you may need to take that approach to multifamily and say, okay, yes, it's worth this today. But if I do X, Y, Z, it will be worth this. So, you know, there are a lot of different ways to be creative to create value. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, as, as I was uh, speaking with somebody earlier today, they were like, well, you know, the going in cap rate is not really all that important because I mean, if you're buying a building that's 30%, you know, vacant and you know, your plan is, is to go in renovate units and do a better job of leasing it up. Well, that beginning cap rate, it's going to look awful, but that's, within reason that's kind of what you want you know it's like look you know we're va value add or mo at least most of the people i know they're, they're they're value add and you know if you're value add you 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 want that you know that's what you're looking for <laughs> that's yeah. i mean that's kind of your model it's like look you, you you have to have something to work on you know that's how you get those bigger irrs yeah it just depends on the on the irr i mean we we are a little bit more risk adverse than um you know some folks, so we're not looking at properties where the vacancy is that high. But nonetheless, if that's your model, then you need that <laughs> to create the value. So you've got to figure out, you know, like I said, what kind of returns do you want? And you have to pair that with your risk tolerance. And then, then you can go out and identify deals. But you can't say, hey, you know, I want a 20% IRR uh, or an internal rate of return and go out and you say you want to be in class a neighborhoods and you want something that's completely done and it looks beautiful and like it just doesn't add up so you've got to make sure your return expectations match the reality of your risk tolerance well your your your, your risk tolerance and your um you know how much you know how how much do you want to put into it you know it's it's uh you know you usually the 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 higher reward is typically there's there's usually a cost for that reward you know, whether it's, you know, rehab or retenanting or, you know, you know, it, it's, it's finding something that whoever has this asset now, they're missing something. And it's being able to, to figure out what they are missing and be able to put it back on the, the, the correct path and heading in the direction that you want it to be. At. Yep. Um, you know, just, uh, it, it's, it's just being smart and wise and, 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 working in the right direction that, that, uh, that we can. Um, well, I think I have one last question and, uh, and this is kind of my signature last question is, uh, what advice would you have for somebody, you, you know, go back to 18 year old you, that new beginner, what's the, what's the, 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 the best piece of advice you could give them? 
Oh, man, I would do two things. One, soak up all the information. There is a lot of free information. You're checking out David's podcast. You can listen to my podcast, Target Market Insights. You can listen to Bigger Pockets. You can listen to the Best Ever Show with Joe Fairless. There's so many podcasts out there. So I would download all of them and I would just listen to them nonstop. Take all the music off of your phone and just listen to these podcasts. Um, I would go on the webs and, and I would look at... I said the webs. That's weird. I sound like a <laughs> five-year-old guy. I didn't mean the webs. Um, I would go on the websites like Bigger Pockets, and you know, I'd read as many articles as I could about real estate investing. And more importantly, what I would do is I would start to lay out some goals and some easy accomplishments. And it doesn't have to be about net worth or investments, but it could be, hey, I'm going to spend 30 minutes um, listening to a podcast, or I'm going to spend two hours today reading something because every little step gets you closer to doing your deal. So one thing I would do is invest in education. The second thing that I would do if I was 18 year old me is I would just start, just start. So step one, educate yourself, but don't wait until you know everything. You will never know everything. As David mentioned earlier, guys like Warren Buffett are still saying they're working on themselves. So you're still going to be working on yourself and your model and all of that stuff. Get 80% there and then take a shot. When you take that shot, do it in the most conservative way that you can. Focus on an asset or a property that uh, is going to make you money. Um, You know, find something where you can get in. The work is not overwhelming and it suits your skill set. But take action. You know, you can read all the books you want, listen to all the podcasts you want. But until you buy a property, you are not a real estate investor. So go out there and actually take action. Don't let any excuse stop you. I don't want to hear about you just need to save up money for a down payment or, hey, I just need to spend another six months doing this. The bottom line is excuses are excuses. And you can take that step. You just need to do it. And if you just start training your mind to think about how do I get this done? How do I buy a property? Who do I need to partner with? What do I need to learn? Who has the the money? If you think like that, you will solve problems. So just start focusing on how you need to take that step to get it done. Act like that first deal, your life depends on it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and it does. If you want a certain lifestyle, that first deal, your life does depend on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's getting it's it's getting that uh you know it, it, it's getting that one rolling. That's that's yeah. the whole key. Um, okay, how can my listeners uh, get in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, you got a couple options. You can shoot me an email at john at kasmancapital.com. I uh, mentioned the podcast, Target Market Insights. So you can always get that on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And then you can go to our website, kasmancapital.com. Awesome, awesome. It has been a pleasure, John. And until next time, this is us signing off. <laughs>